Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the VV Vintage Podcast. Many VV collectors are parents, including our fantastic co-host, Mr. V. As a parent, you get up early in the morning, you take your kids to school, you go to work, you work very hard, then you come home a little bit tired, a little bit stressed, but you try your best to be present for your family. And then after that, you get a little bit of time for yourself. That's when Vivi comes in. You open up the app, you enjoy collecting again, which is a hobby that you could not do previously simply because you don't have space in your home. You can also chat with other folks in the community who share the same fandom. For example, if you're a Disney fan, Marvel fan, you guys can all discuss, speculate on all of that fun stuff. At the same time, if you have kids, that will give you a new perspective on what the younger generations are interested in and therefore opening up a new angle for you to invest in the more exciting and younger characters like My Morales, Elsa, or on the comic side, Young Adventures, and also Strange Academy. The good thing is Vivi has everything, but the tricky thing is it is tough to balance between whether you want to put your resources and money into the older, more established character that have endured the test of time, the, the shift in culture, for example, Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, or you want to throw the dice into the characters that are more relevant today that your kids love because there is an interest there, there is an audience there. The audience might be a little bit too young, but in a few years when they grow up, that will bring a lot of demand and value to these newer collectibles. It is a tough balance, but it's a very exciting discussion. We're going to talk about all of that today. Let's get to it. Well, since having joined Vivi, uh, I've I've been pretty busy in my real with my real life stuff like home life work and all of that and it's been really hectic uh you, you know I I'd, I'd imagine we have a very diverse group of listeners and not only listeners but other people in the community who may not listen to us um and in this instance for myself um as a as a relatively new parent like we got a four-year-old and a six six month old five or six month old uh, I don't really have much of a break so it's it's pretty much all hands on deck at home as soon as I finish up work I'm up early 5 30 5 5 30 at work by 6 30 or 7 um, running on all cylinders come back and I have to be fully present and yeah. <laughs> it's challenging it's challenging um and by the time I put the kids to sleep, there's a small window for me to have dinner and then pass out and, and then get ready to do it all over again. So in case you haven't noticed, I there, at no point during that window of time for my, for my weekdays at least, do I have time or an opportunity to really go out and hang out with friends, uh, I don't know, uh, make phone calls, catch up. That sort of thing is a thing of the past for me for now, right? Because things kind of uh, are happening in phases, I guess. We all have different phases and our priorities and our obligations all change, right? Um, so within that window of time throughout my day, the only real community or sense of community, community that I have aside from my home life or my workplace and you know they're very different environments right um is whenever i get to speak to people from bv because it's it's like my hobby that i can bring with me wherever i go you know and i found that to be really really 
helpful to kind of keep my sanity because it's like a way for me to have a, a mental break from the chaos that is my life, you know, and I'm not complaining one bit. I love my family and um, actually I'm switching up my, my career uh, as of tomorrow. So I'm, I'm very happy for that. <laughs> you know, I'm taking care of some things to make sure that things um, align well, but, but the, the sense of community and being able to, I don't know, chat, have some conversations here and there um, through DMS makes all the difference. And I don't know where else I have that ability to do those sort of things. Like, you know, just communicate with people about a hobby 24, seven, 365 um, other than VV, at least for now, you know, because like granted I haven't explored other platforms and communities from those platforms. So I, I wouldn't want to downplay any, any other communities that exist. Right. But for me, VV and, and the like small communities that I've been a part of VV army or whenever I get to talk to people in DMS, it's been, it's been a real treat for me. Yeah. I think your, this topic will resonate with a lot of people simply because when I look at the analytics of my YouTube channel, the majority of the listeners are male from 25 to 45. I'm not married yet. I, I don't have kids, but I'm, but we're both within that age group. Um, and I bet there are so many people like our friends too, who have small kids or who just started a family. Right. So a lot of people are, are in, are in the same boat in a sense that we get up early in the morning, we go to work. Um, you get home, you take care of your kids. I get home. I do other things. My other projects, I help my parents with their business too. And then we have a little bit of time for Vivi. I spend a few hours a day and I'm sure you spend a few hours a day. If you were to add up all the, you know, like different time, you check the app and you uh, mint hunt for, um, you know, different things. But I, that is like, um, I feel like Vivi is a very underrated creative outlet and more of like a hobby outlet for to collect, to invest and to be within that fandom that we probably forgot when we were growing up, right? Because, you know, in the past, a lot of the time you would collect certain things and then you, you grow up, like you go to college, you move away from home, your, your college dorm is small, so you cannot take things with you. And then you start to optimize for space and you stop collecting in general. And then you finish college, you go to work, you rent an apartment and then you, you know, you get a little bit older, you get married, you have kids. Now you have to spend the money on your family, on your kids for all good reasons. Right. And then that would take away completely that hobby of collecting that you probably really enjoy when you were younger, when the iPod came out is it was a thousand songs in your pocket. Like you don't have to carry a CD player around and Hopefully you can only, you know, switch your CDs once in a while, but now everything is in your pocket. So that really allow, I think you, many of the folks, me to really find that joy that we lost for a long time because of life. And I think it's also cool that 
because you talk about the community aspect and being able to DM people and, and discuss with them. When I first joined the, the army discord group, and that's the only group that I'm in. Uh, and this is the reason why I started, uh, participating more is like when, so when you're on Twitter, right, or Facebook, you constantly see people arguing and pumping their bags or whatever. But when you, you know, when you join this community, this like the VV army discord group, I remember like seeing Rita ask somebody about, you know, like the best baby stroller or something. And, um, Maddie, like sharing the, the photos of the collectibles with his kids, those kind of things. So it really humanized this experience that kind of got tarnished by, you know, all the pumps and dumps schemes that, that happened within the NFT space, uh, and within the VV space, it's it just really cool to see a lot of parents in our group, just talking about Disney and Marvel and, you know, investing in a very positive and supportive way. Yeah, for sure. And like another thing to add to that, it's if you, if you've ever had, um, a conversation with someone after you know, several months or even years, and you haven't spoken to a person um, for that long, but then you manage to have a follow uh, a phone call or an in-person meetup for a little bit to catch up after a long time, and it feel and it doesn't feel like any time has passed from the last conversation to to the one that you're having in that moment. What's cool about you know, whether it's this community or another community that's accessible on, on your phone 24, seven, 365 is that you can always turn to, to these, to the people in that particular, in this particular community. And for us, it's the people in our group, right? I've noticed that like some people may have been MIA, you know, missing in action for mm-hmm. a couple of months, but then like all of a sudden they pop up back in the group and now they're, they're one of the most active people carrying a lot of the conversations that go on and you know i feel like that that's very much the case for myself i might be off for a couple of days or inactive for a couple of days but when i when i check back into the group i can <laughs> you know carry on like as if nothing had happened like as if no time had passed you know and that's speaks volumes i think um in terms of the value of being able to find a community where you can get that sensation that that sense of of, of belonging and trust uh, because it's, it's really tough. Like you said, especially in, with when you're, if you were to strictly or exclusively turn to the gen- general uh, feed on Twitter, mm-hmm. that can get very uh, messy, very quick. And you kind of have to filter on your own. Some people may choose to block and then, you kind of, and then it's like this very prolonged process of of um, cherry picking what you want to hear, as opposed to already being in a community where the people, I don't want to say are like minded, but I think it's more fair to say that are more well balanced in terms of keeping things in perspective when they need to be kept in perspective, right? Like mm-hmm. not fud, not fudding not pamping bags, you know, but more, hey, these are the pros and cons. What could be done? What can we, uh, let's put our heads together and see what what are some possible solutions 
right? Because it's one thing when when it's one thing to complain all the time about what's going wrong, like what's wrong, what could be what could be better. Mm-hmm. And then it's another thing when you propose solutions or put your minds together and collaborate a little bit to see, hey, how how can we actually address this in a constructive way that is extremely valuable yeah and i think there's there's been a lot of meaningful connections that came out of us talking to like the the reason why we started this podcast was because i started my channel and i didn't have a, a network I, i don't have enough collectibles to be in a well group but luckily you accepted my in, invitation to come on to my channel Right. And then we started talking and then now we have expanded to bring a lot more people in. And then it's it's really cool to see, like, see, for example, like when we talked to, I think, Mr. 41 or Robert, either one of those guys bought number f- mint 42, 43 or 44 or something. Uh, dare, uh, Daredevil. Oh, yeah, and... that was Mr. Mr. 41 bought mint. Okay. 41 through 45 of that. Yeah. Collection. And he bought it from our, the, the guest we had, we had on prior to him, which was uh, sleeping comics. It's pretty cool how like all of these things are interconnected. And also like going back to your case, being a parent, you know, dedicating your time and your energy and your, all of your resources to your family and, you know, carving some time for Vivi. I think it's pretty cool that you are also staying the head of the curve too, because I'm sure like your kids, when they grow up, digital collectibles will be a big part of their lives. Because nowadays when you play video games and stuff, you buy skins. I'm a big fan of Counter-Strike and people are selling skins and stuff all the time. And, and that's how you, that's how the young kids nowadays, they identify themselves uh, with this like, oh, do you own this skin? This is how cool you are by having these digital products, right? So I'm sure like in the future when NFTs and digital collectibles and and digital content becomes the norm, you will have a good time sharing that experience with your kids too. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, I I am like trying to think way down the line, but I, I know myself even today. And I don't mean to make myself out to be older than I really am, mm-hmm. but I just find it really tough to keep up with a lot of, a, a lot <laughs> of friends that are, that are going on and everything. Um, but that being said, like, I'm, I'm still going to try and keep up, but I don't want to be like one of those, like when, when my kids are older, I don't want to be like one of those parents that's like, oh, I'm cool. I'm cool too, kids. Like, let, me play with, uh, let me play some games with you. <laughs> And then they're going to be looking at me and, uh, and like, what are you doing? <laughs> Look at like, my Finding Nemo poster that only 250 <laughs> exists. And I own one of them. Look at my mommy cornos. <laughs> it can go either way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to try and like uh, overextend myself, like bend, bend over backwards and, and try mm. to be the cool dad or whatever. Um, it's just, uh, I think there's a lot of what's cool is that this is with digital collectibles. I we can all envision, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that 
there's going to be this uh, crossover between generations where the younger, you know, the, the future generations, wh- however you may address them, are going to find better use cases or, or, or whatever, right? They're going to, they're going to find something a lot more entertaining um, to, for, uh, for when, when they're, when they have these digital clubs. Oh, actually, you know what, uh, you know, what's cool. What's so um, I've seen so many people in the community buy collectible. Well, this is more like investing long-term in collectibles that, that the kids like. So, you know, how people were debating, oh, should I get uh, a Peter Parker Spider-Man, which is more of like the last generation. I'm, well, I'm, I'm not sure how, how, how to properly label it, but it, people were deciding between, oh, should we go for um, my Morales because our children, our kids like him, or should we go for Peter Parker? And I've seen the, a couple of folks in the community who would buy these new Disney characters because their, their kids love them. And they think that, okay, the audience and the interest and the fandom is already there and, and they see it by looking at their kids. Because kids are a good judge of like what's going to be popular in the moment or maybe in the future. That's or like sure. Elsa. I would say Elsa was one prime example of a collectible that got a lot of hype and a lot of validation simply because the younger generations love the Frozen movie. Like many kids grew up seeing the song Let It Go and it's been streamed like over a billion times. Um, so I, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be more things like that. Like, okay, you have these characters that you grew up idolizing, like Superman, Batman, Spider-Man. But at the same time, you also need to look at what your kids and their friends following. For example, Spider-Wen, my Morales, and all of these characters that I don't, that I can't even name because those might be in demand in the next few years. Yeah. Uh, the... The one thing I would like to, to comment on that mm-hmm. is that I I don't think that people should be making financial decisions on assumptions like that, right? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, right? you're like, right. We're we're here to collect responsibly and within our means. Um, but that you know that being said, I think it's it's fun to be able to reminisce. Like so, like for me, I might think back like two years ago of what my kid one of what my my older kid liked back then and and maybe i might get a digital collectible of something that he liked Mm. from two years ago and then when like today i might share some of the collectibles with him and talk to like share some stories and then they get back into it and yeah I'm, i'm on the fence with this and every and like you know to each his own but like for me i can't stack i've tried it like a couple of times especially like before i overdid it and more recently i tried to dabble with it but i can't i can't bring myself to to stack because and because i think david and and dan um pointed it out that there's gonna be newer and newer collectibles that come out a lot of new fa's Mm-hmm. And and then there's a lot of um, critical, not not with, and I don't mean that with a negative connotation, but there are many critical people in the community, which is great, talking about how there's going to be 
a, a great deal of saturation in the market as mm-hmm. new as new FAs roll out and people are going to uh, diversify a lot more. So the market caps for every for everything will shift drastically over time. And I find myself not wanting to have too much of my 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 money stuck in copies of just one thing you know that being said it 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 all depends on what each person's strategy is and Mm -hmm. like what they're comfortable with right because i i i I was reading who was it it was the todd father i think um you interviewed him him, yeah steven yeah steven he tweeted a response to somebody and it was something along the lines that we're all like something like we're all in the race, we're all in a race, right? But we're all going at different paces that we're comfortable with. And I think what he's what he means, what he meant by that is that like we have to figure out what we're comfortable with financially and how much exposure we can have and the, the manner that we collect. So some people can stack and it and they won't bat and, mm-hmm. and they won't bat an eye their eyes twice right and they can sleep well at night if things go down because they can continue to dca whereas other people may just have so much conviction and think oh this is going to be the grail uh i'm going to go all in and buy 50 or 100 of of this collectible but then they realize oh wait i'm not a whale um i don't have that kind of liquidity and i over leveraged myself and then they end up liquidating a lot of those things for the next shiny thing. Yeah, um, I've I've tried that a couple of times and it didn't yeah, work. Yeah, we, we've all made that mistakes before, and it's pretty painful. Yeah, so that's where like keeping in mind like where I'm at today, you know, with my in real life stuff, responsibilities, um, and seeing what I have in my collection, I I've for me i found that like i can sleep well if i have at least one of each collectible that i like and then of course mm-hmm. like, throw into the mix that i like specific kinds of mints so I, I take that into consideration and you know i just narrow my choices down over time um and then like what i like about like with your strategy is that you you've uh, picked very carefully what you like and you are willing to forego the new shiny things because you you know what you you know what you like and you're going to make sure that you have a couple extras in case you know down the line you may change your mind so like you're not as as easily as um distracted as i might be like you're you're very folk you're like super uh focused on what your plan is, right? And for me, <laughs> I'm like a kid in a, in a candy store where I'm like, oh, I want this, <laughs> and, I want that, and I want that, and I want that. And so it's, it's kind of hard for me to do it, but I'm working on it, you know? And um, it's, it's gonna be different for everyone. Yeah, I mean, like the the way that I collect, it might not be the best way, and, and I have lost money, and I have made so many mistakes in the past. It also because I don't like to take too much risk. Like I like to identify a few collectibles and comics that that can weather the storm, like the storm here 
basically means okay tomorrow if pokemon drops right can the collectible that i have weather that storm because people will be selling all of them to go for the next shiny thing and especially and also this is something that uh like something about my strategy that i have noticed over time which is the fact that um vivi will always find a way to make the new shiny thing very attractive right so for example in the past like the first two years of vivi it was all about popularity in the sense that you get some of the most popular superheroes ever. Uh, you got Batman, Spider-Man, Superman, all of these characters, Joker, Harley Quinn, very well known, um, almost a century, you know, five, six decades of history. They got the popularity. At that point, I was like, well, maybe this is it. Maybe they ran out of good FA to drop, but then they introduced scarcity and maybe like extreme scarcity. I know Donnie was like a once very scarce collectible back then, but Donnie was like a, a like sort of like a mythical creature almost. But nowadays you would get some collectibles that may not be as popular to, for example, like the uh, Darth Vader. We all know Darth Vader is probably more popular than Luke Skywalker, but because Darth Vader, there are maybe three variants of him, and the mid size is way, way more than uh, Luke Skywalker. Even though he's more popular, he's more recognized, um, probably the most popular villain of all time. He he's not doing as well as Luke Skywalker because there's more scarcity in Luke. People are talking about him now, so there's there's a like, sort of like a hype going on around him. So things are always changing. Like the the best thing that you see today might not be the best thing that there will be maybe a month from now. So that's why that's why I I kind of got tired of of chasing the new shiny thing. I will go for the drops and everything, but I would try to take profit and focus on the things that I know best, which might not bring the best uh, ROI, which might not be the best option for everybody, but it's just something that I do to, to, you know, to sleep better at night. And there's a lot to be said about experimenting with like mm -hmm. other strategies, like all of us do it, right? Like all of us try and tinker with, with like how we're handling things in the market. And that's when we know, like, that's when we find out what our comfort zone is, too. Yeah. If we're not experimenting with, like, a couple things here and there. And I'm not saying, like, throw crazy amounts of money all around and splashing <laughs> and, and making yourself uncomfortable. But, you know, just, like, checking out, hey, do I really like this? Do I not? Mm -hmm. um, and then doing some research. Like, we, everyone says do your own research, but what does that mean well, <laughs> yeah it goes it goes beyond going to wikipedia and checking what what it says on that one page right so yeah. maybe reading into the comic history mm. um what the the ip has done with the characters you know stuff like that you know it, it, it spend some time outside of the market and figure out if if things make sense and align with 
what your goals are. That is it, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have enjoyed the episode today. And if you have, remember that gentleman agreement. We will continue working until 1am just for you. But in return, we ask you to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on the actionable and valuable insights, everything VV and Omen related. Don't forget to give us a rating and tweet at us. So let us know what you think about the podcast so that we can refine the content better just for you. Thank you so much. We hope to see you again next time. Peace.